1: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at grillnationshow.com.
0: Welcome, your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go, even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 a.m. KMBZ. I appreciate you also joining me today as well on iTunes via podcast or at Grill Nation Show. Dot com. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Before we get kicked off with our guests here today, I want to thank our title sponsors of the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. They are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the show, uh, on-air guest co host are The Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Mabee, KCADC, and One Light Luxury Apartments. Uh, excited to announce a few new contributors here in the next few weeks so uh, we'll continue to grow the show and we'll continue to hopefully bring you all great guests each and every week uh today's guest is pete engelman who uh actually i had never met before but we were connected through uh one of his colleagues at the kc venture group the website is kcventuregroup.com uh and uh we had a great coffee the other day and uh I reached out to, to the group here and said, I want to have a guest on the show because you guys are doing some cool stuff and a lot of stuff in the multifamily real estate world as well as in the investment world. So happy to have on the show today, Pete Engelman, who is the chief investment officer at the KC Venture Group. He's been with the company for 30 years as the E's executive vice president. Uh, he's done all kinds of acquisitions of almost a billion dollars in mutual family, multifamily assets and, uh, He's uh, had a great career. He has his MBA from Rockhurst University. Welcome to the show. Pete, how are you, my man? I
1: am good, Jason. It's Thank good you to see
0: you, man. I, I haven't met you, time. but, uh, your colleague Paul told me that you were going to be a great guest on this show. So I'm excited to have you. He's been wrong before. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. So, so tell us about your company, uh, that you work for, Casey Venture Group. Uh, I know there's some other uh, avenues, but first off, take us through what you guys do there. And then I want to go through your background as well.
1: Sure. Casey Venture Group. We're a, a real estate investment firm, fully integrated. We, we own about 6,000 units. We fee manage another 1,000. Another so we, we manage about 7,000 units total. So we have our own management firm. We have our own construction services. We do in-house marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I obviously oversee the acquisitions.
0: It's multifamily for most part, right? Multifamily is our
1: core business. Okay. Now, that's not to say we wouldn't do a deal. So if you got a deal, <laughs> we will always do a deal if we think we can make money. But that's our corpus.
0: So, so talk about some of the the deals y'all have, have worked on or made. Um, are, are most of them local or national, or where are you guys you know doing we, most of your deals at?
1: We we do most of our deals out of town today. Um, we still own a, about a thousand units in Kansas City. We were big in Kansas City in the in the nineties, mm-hmm. back when uh, we were doing a lot of value add um, uh, uh, value add work. Um, that's back when the when the business wasn't quite so crowded. Today yes. it's crowded and everything's expensive. Margins have compressed, and so if you're gonna overpay, you've, you're you looking for the best asset in the in the in the most liquid market you can find. And uh, mm-hmm. we've have a long history of buying in in Texas, and so the, the bulk of our portfolio today is in Houston.
0: Mm-hmm. And why? And in, in, in that's because it's growing. Is that? Growing so fast. And they,
1: it, it's growing so fast. They're adding jobs. And, and you know, it's uh, – why do people live in apartments? Obviously, the, the, businesses, you know, the business has changed. People are More people are living in apartments by choice today than ever before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be, you know, the people that lived in apartments were the people that couldn't afford a house, and certainly that's not the case today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
0: for, As someone who's lived in apartments for a lot of his life, mm-hmm. uh, high-rise, brand-new buildings uh, in the suburbs, downtown – uh, recently just bought a house. Uh, so I've, I've transitioned from the no maintenance free life to the, uh, mowing the grass on Friday night life. So, uh, yeah, the joys of home ownership, <laughs> right? But you're right. The trend is, is definitely away from, um, from home ownership. And, mm-hmm. and why do you think that is?
1: You know, I think it's a couple of reasons. Um, I think. People today, a lot of the young people today want to be unfettered. I think, mm-hmm. um, and and so it's nice to be able to just get up and go. You know, you don't have to mow the
0: grass. Um, Something breaks, someone fixes it for you.
1: Somebody fixes it for you. I mean, that's and, and that's a big deal. Um, and so. And with the recent, uh, you know, the recent tax law changes, I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it makes renting even a little bit more, um, a little bit more economical. But I, I think that is a big part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it, 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 it's, you're free to, to do what you want. You can go mm-hmm. out to dinner instead of mowing grass.
0: That's nice. Uh, Pete uh, Engelman is with us today. He's with KC Venture Group, kcventuregroup.com. Pete, how'd you get connected to this firm or this life? I, I saw you went to Rockhurst, got your MBA. So you been in Kansas City for a while?
1: I have been in Kansas City for a while. Um, you know I go back I started in the hospitality business in the mid seventies with uh, Brock Hotel Corporation, which at the time was the largest franchiser of uh of uh, roadside holiday ends. So I was in the hotel business for about ten years then mm. so I started with this firm in eighty five uh running uh, uh on the hospitality side, and that was right just before the tax law changed and, and, and the Tell us law. about that tax law well, interesting, you know. Prior to 86, a lot of the investments in real estate were, were fueled by the – I don't know, loophole would be the word, but the ability to, to defer ordinary income with passive losses. Mm-hmm. So the, the the investments themselves didn't necessarily have to be profitable. If you put some dough in a deal, you would get tax losses in the matter of potentially two or three years, which would pay back your entire investment. And then, obviously, you're playing with house money from there. So once the tax act – Mr. Reagan, um, signed the tax act in 86 and he reduced income tax for the, for the, for the, for the folks. And then in, but in order to keep it tax neutral, he took away these tax loopholes and the value of all of this, all of this real estate, which was fueled by this loophole just went, went plummeted, mm-hmm. I guess would be the word and caused the S and L crisis in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. So the S and L's were trapped with all of this, um uh, all of this real estate which all of a sudden wasn't worth the debt it they had on it and then they failed. And so for you know interesting time in real estate we as a firm uh, got a couple of two or three contracts with the Resolution Trust Corporation, the RTC, which is a which was a government agency. One of the great government agencies of all time because it did what it said it was going to do and went out of business. <laughs> so, you know, you can't say that about too many federal programs but they were charged with selling all the assets from the failed savings alone. So we got several contracts and through the late eighties, early nineties, we did a lot of work for the RTC on a contract basis. We sold about $800 dollars with worth of assets that were, that had been taken back by the S and L's. Now there was a time when I thought that $800 million was a lot of money. And I don't mean that in a, in a braggadocio way. I just mean that in a, uh, you know, there's a lot of commas sometimes in our business, and sometimes you become a little uh, immune to it. But mm-hmm. um, then, after the early '90s, we saw a uh, Paul joined our firm, and, and we saw an opportunity in a an inefficient market in the multifamily business, and 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 so we focused on buying under owned, under capitalized, well located apartments, and spending five to twenty five thousand dollars a unit, and uh, upgrading all the units. Mm. Back back then, it was a less efficient market than it is today, and like all inefficient markets, capital flows to it, and it becomes efficient. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we are today.
0: I want to get into that after the break. Uh, Pete Engelman is our guest today with Casey Venture Group. Uh, talk more about kind of what's changed, because I have a lot of friends these days that you know you went to college with, or they're working at a, a regular job, and they just started buying. Apartments or a, a duplex or it seems like this market is getting saturated so i want to talk to you about that after the break we're talking to pete engelman from kc venture group today on the grill nation show we'll be right back after the break thanks for listening today on 988 <laughs> Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 MKBZ. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, again, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill or at Grill Nation Show. I appreciate you sharing the show. Uh, you can find all of our shows, photos of our guests, and all of our podcasts at GrillNationShow.com. And today is Pete Engelman, who is with KC Venture Group. Their website is KCVentureGroup.com. Uh, they're an investment firm here in Kansas City. They do a lot of real estate investments and from what i understand after uh, talking to folks uh in your group you also explore other things as well but well, that's kind of the meat of uh of your company
1: yeah that is the core business of our company i mean we do some you know we'll always do an opportunity investment so in other words a quote deal if you yeah. will um so we're always available to that and we also have a small cap opportunity fund where we'll put out you know 1 to 5 million dollar chunks of dough for guys to bridge an acquisition or do a rehab um um and you know, get high up in the capital stack, and and you know, a little higher risk profile. So we also we also do some of that. And we have a partner in that, the Hunt family, in, in the, is our partner in that. So oh, great! Um, so that's just another vehicle. But again, we're we're, uh, we're we, we try to be nimble, we try to be quick, and we're just looking for opportunities. And and um, in other ways today, since the the market has gotten crowded for in our core business.
0: Okay, so when did that start happening? Because you talked about the eighties and nineties. Yeah, and the, you know, in the 80s, you get a, you can buy an apartment in a great area and spend five to twenty five thousand on fixing it up, and the next thing you know, uh, you're renting it out and yeah, making you're, a profit.
1: You're making a profit, and then and then you're you know you're financing your money out, and you're recycling your capital, and and you're going back and you're finding the next deal. And uh, back in the eighties, when the management the management uh, operations were very uh, primitive relative to where, or less professional, let's say. You know we had a, a lot of stuff at lawrence at the time and we'd have a we'd have a we'd put a a young or an older woman or an older man we'd give them a free apartment and they would be the manager and they would have the office open in their apartment for half a day and we'd have a couple of college kids pick up the garbage but in the early nineties that's when that's what that. Well, that's the beginning of the professionalism of the apartment business when when the this when the institutions came into the game. So you know you have the Sam Zell and Equity and all the all the REITs began. So you have these real estate investment trusts where, which are coming in and bringing institutional capital to the game. And so again, the inefficient market capital flows to it becomes more efficient. So through the nineties, that continued to grow. Um, I think that still today, obviously, private owners are, are far. Far, have far larger ownership, but that might have changed right now i mean it's it's silly to think that today one of our competitors is blackstone right mm-hmm. uh where back in the day it was a bunch of cowboys riding a range and now we're just an asset class mm-hmm. because everybody is in because is in for a risk adjusted return at that level um if you look at your you know the the the, the old days where you know, the the double digit returns, you know, they've, they've gone by the wayside. So today, when you're looking at six, seven, a a high single digit cash return on an investment, um, that's appealing today to a lot of investors. So money continued to flow into the nineties. And by the late nineties, early double zeros, it became very, it became much more crowded. Mm -hmm. And then, and then by the early, early to mid double zeros before the the recession. I don't know if that's the great one or the little one or whatever people refer to. <laughs> it was it. a big one. Yeah, it was a big one, and and um, um, it was very crowded at that time, and and um, and that's fueled by uh, the ability to get a good re- risk just just return. One of the great things about a, a, a apartment investment is that you have a number of boxes, and so you can react to inflationary pressures or or because you're you're turning over your big box 50 percent of your residents on average leave every year 50 percent 50 percent that's kind of an industry average that's a bit of a man I,
0: i i hate moving so pete i i lost at least two years wherever i resided yeah well, two to three i could you know even every year stinks i got it i can make a
1: deal though if you need
0: something just, just <laughs> i have a huge mortgage <laughs> now buddy so i'm good to go right, okay uh, <laughs> well if you ever get the if, if you ever lose that me. I, I, I got you i
1: got your next place oh. but so you, you know you're able to you're able to move the rents up or down so you can you can be and 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 the other great thing about departments is that the, the the financing is always readily available through freddie Mac, fannie mae was some of the government-sponsored uh, entities so You've got all that going for you, and um, um, and so capital flows to the close to the and now everybody's in the business. I mean, but
0: you, I'll say this: yeah. the the amenity game has stepped it up. No question. So either. so you you have got if you're if you're in a college town, even I don't even know these days you have to you can't just put together a. I mean, back when we were in school, I mean, you could live in a shack and you just wanted to pay four or five hundred bucks a month or whatever three hundred dollars oh. back then. Now it's like people want a pool, people want to uh, open space people want everything absolutely and
1: and, and that's you know more what? Money. and the in, uh, amenity game is is huge today and, and and that's a big part of it. I mean you look at the even in Kansas City downtown Kansas City you look that's at the it's amazing top, you know one light two light i mean
0: the, I was in two light the other day toured it it's just, incredible
1: yeah it's incredible i mean it's it's good looking stuff it's like it's like big city living mm-hmm. and um and it looks great and you know everything seems like it's going okay
0: well there's there's so many new spots mm-hmm. opening up downtown mm-hmm. and um uh, it's it's crazy to me and you mentioned Houston. I mean it must be even insaneer there.
1: Yeah, you know Houston uh, Houston is a big apartment town. by example, you know there's there's let's say pushing 600,000 apartments in in the city of Houston and there's there's less than 300 there's half that many in the entire state of Missouri. Really? So just by as a reference so a lot of people in Houston surprisingly enough to live in apartments i mean it's a big city
0: it's it's very sprawled though right i mean there's very sprawled out it's a big
1: it's a very i mean kansas you know we love our cars here in the midwest and mm-hmm. and and, and uh, you know we've got uh, good highways and we've got no traffic and uh Houston's the other way around i mean they've got lots of traffic lots of cars and it and, and it's it's just a sprawling town
0: mm-hmm. and so the so you guys chose to use, put your investments there well, part of the reason, and back to the story in the
1: nineties, I mean, when the, 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 institutions came in in the early nineties and then, and then they started dictating market moves. For example, Sam Zell says, you know, sometime in the nineties, Hey, I'm out of Texas cause I'm going to the coast cause that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, right. so everybody splits. And so what do we do? We go to Texas cause it's cheap and we've been in there. We've been there ever since. And we kind of know the lay of the land and we have relationships with owners and brokers and, and that's part of the gig, um, and 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 then that's how you you hang around for this this type of period because we've been through two or three cycles you know, um, it it what goes up always comes down. But where are we at
0: that point right now? You Herr know, Pete? I don't know. You're you, you're the chief investment officer. You're you know, the, you're the man with the degree.
1: I gotta tell you, you're the forecaster. You know, it's hard to tell the future because if you could tell the future, it'd just be the past, right? <laughs> right? So, but. You know, if you talk to guys, they you know they say seventh inning is a, you know always a sports analogy. You know, mm-hmm. seventh inning, eighth inning, sixth inning. I mean, that's kind of the feeling because nobody wants to say it's around the corner, but it you know it will always come. That the words that are never true in the investment business, obviously, and this is an old saw, is that this time it's different. It's mm-hmm. never different.
0: It's always the same. It's all. It's going to go up, and it's going to come back down. So, what would that look like? Just if, if the apartment industry, because. <clears throat> You're, um, just, you're just not going to have as much buildings going up. You're not going to have as much development. You're going to have more rundown, yeah, you know, spots. mean,
1: it's been a great run here with with cheap financing, and you know, financing drives a lot of this stuff and always gets us in trouble. I and mean, people have new cars because they get financing. People go to college because they can get financing. People mm-hmm. own houses and get big mortgages
0: and not they get financing. They should yeah. probably be more conservative with those things.
1: Yeah, if there, if there wasn't <laughs> financing, people we'd all be driving beaters and and, and, and living in apartments, <laughs> right? And so. And so financing, and you know what? Banks have a tendency to lend when they shouldn't and not when they should. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's another story. But develop, and, and if we were smart guys, we would have been developing for the last five years because, I mean, those guys have killed it. They've made a ton of money. But, hey, you know what? We don't know anything about that. It's a different risk profile. And and so we try to stick to our knitting and, and do what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but – um uh, The developers, I think they've killed it. I mean, you look at just in Kansas City is a great example. I mean, the number of apartments. I mean, we're going to deliver 4,300 units, let's say, this year. We delivered 4,000 last year. There's about 130,000 apartments in Kansas City, let's say. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and and of those. What's,
0: what's that in, in the, in the metropolitan area? Yeah. Johnson County, Jackson County. okay. okay. Yeah.
1: The, you know, what the the KCMSA, let's say? 130,000. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: 130,000,
1: let's say. And, and so. You know, of those fifteen eighteen percent were delivered in the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. So, and they've been absorbed. Um, there's been a little softness in Johnson County, not uh, softness per se, meaning the rents didn't go up quite as quick because mm-hmm. Kansas City for, in rent growth and in a lot of the statistics is very in, high. It's above the national average mm-hmm. for sure.
0: I've seen it in top five, top ten. Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's so that's going well. So we, so when we say it's soft in Johnson County, that means the rents didn't quite go up quite as fast as but but it, but that's. You know, emblematic of the move to downtown. So you got all those cats living in the suburbs and they're saying, Hey, I want to live, you
0: know, it's a lifestyle. I want to walk places. I want to get coffee. No I want to question. There, I, I, when around. I live downtown, I mean, there's so many more dogs, so many more people.
1: I know everybody's a dog today. I mean, yeah. you, get, you know, it used to be in the department business, you know, 20 years ago, when when somebody put an ad in the thing that says, we take big dogs, that means they were in trouble. <laughs> now
0: everybody's now, a you, dog. now if you don't have a pet pol- policy, you're. Yeah. Or a pet, you can't have pets. And the people don't yeah. live there.
1: I've got a few personal rentals, and and I, I'd put no pets It'd Take you forever to get anybody. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a different type of living that that high rise living in downtown Kansas City because you're you're living in a in a in a big building off the ground. It's not a, a classic apartment. You know, look at that uh, that new deal down by the river, the Berkeley uh, on the riverfront. Mm-hmm. I forget the name. Mm-hmm. I apologize, but you know, you got four hundred units there, and it's in a. It's in
0: a, you know, developing a, space, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Two,
1: two, three story walk up and you got pool in the middle. It's like an old apartment. It's a community, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's different when you live in a, when you live in a box in the sky, you don't see your residents, you know, your, your fellow residents as much unless you're at the amenities, et cetera. So there's a little bit different. It's, it's big city living and, and that's kind of new to Kansas City. Mm,
0: definitely is. Pete Engelman is with us, kcventuregroup.com. He's the chief investment officer. He's, he's worked on uh, over a billion. Billion two, billion three in deals over the years. Uh, Happy to have him on the show today. Uh, I'm going to talk to you more about kind of getting in this industry if you are someone that is interested. Uh, Curious to see if you think it's still a a good thing to do. Um, I also want to talk to you more about trends you see in the marketplace and things happening both in Kansas City on a national level. Again, we're with Pete Engelman from KC Venture Group. The website is kcventuregroup.com. Hopefully, here's some. uh, Some interesting stories too about investments that went good and investments that might not have been so good or what we should look for, uh, when looking at real estate. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here at 980 AM KMBZ. Thanks for joining us again today. We'll see you soon after the break. Welcome back to The Grill Nation Show. Thanks for sticking with us today on 980 AM KMBZ. I'm Jason Grill. I'm your host. Appreciate you listening as well today on iTunes or on grillnationshow.com. Talking to Pete Engelman, who is the Chief Investment Officer at KC Venture Group. He's been with the company for over 30 years, and his response for the acquisition of over $1.2 to $1.3 billion in multifamily assets uh, he also ha worked in different sectors, including the hospitality sector and has an MBA from Rockers university. Did you grow up here, Pete, in Kansas city or where are you from? You know,
1: I grew up outside of Columbia.
0: Oh really? Yeah. That's uh, where I went to law school. Oh, did you? The Mizzou yeah. guy. So yeah. you've seen mid-Missouri and sounds like you saw, uh, parts of Kansas and, uh, ended up at Rockers for your MBA.
1: Yes, sir. It's not going to do a lot of MU football games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Right. I like that. Um, by the way, how's the, I don't know if you've looked, but how's the, uh, The marketing kind of rural areas, the apartment complex, because everything we talk about is, is always like downtown, urban, or, you know, urban living, multifamily, live, work, play. I mean, do you still invest in anything? Is, are there investments happening in non huge cities right now?
1: You know, there is a, there is some investments in, in what, you know, what you refer to as a secondary or tertiary city. And so, you know, Kansas City is probably a
0: secondary city. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other secondary cities you would you would bring come to mind? Is that Louisville? Is that Austin? Yeah, oh, is Austin a first class? Austin is first. Is, yeah, you know everybody
1: likes to be in Austin. I mean, it's a great city. I mean, it's great food. There's music. Yeah. There's gals with big hair, <laughs> and and so everybody loves Austin. But you know what? We've uh, it's hard to make money there because everybody wants to be there. So you really have to pay a premium to get into Austin. Well, that's what I'm and saying. It's hard to make companies
0: money. that focus on cities like Kansas City. Maybe a uh, you know. Cincinnati's the Chicago, you know the yeah, Louisville Columbus the Columbus
1: well we we like this not to interrupt but we like The this. Milwaukee's you know like yeah. the second tier well, not
0: so much Milwaukee but
1: Milwaukee, Milwaukee
0: Milwaukee and like the Southwest where it's warm all the time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well you know the, the cities with about two to three million people we, we like those cities for for a number of reasons is
1: that there's uh, uh, generally there's less activity there so the big guys aren't playing there so you have a little bit of advantage I mean we're not going to Seattle or or L.A. More and, cranes and, and in there in
0: Seattle than any other city in the yeah, country right now.
1: Yeah, I believe it. And 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 there's a lot of smart guys out there doing those deals. We're not going to compete with those guys. I mean, we're just a, I'm just an old farm boy. I don't know nothing about
0: that. <laughs> but but it's smart though. I think it's a smart play. I think more entrepreneurs and more companies are starting to focus on the cities like Kansas City because uh, they're they're moving places. They're going well, and there's potential to to potentially be successful no successful. question and,
1: and you know Kansas City has has enjoyed a great reputation in the last few years I mean mm-hmm. you know we're hip and all that and and, and 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 you know between the Royals and everything else so you know it's been a great run and mm-hmm. I think we're still riding that mm-hmm. but the second you know you would as margins compress in those gateway cities and, and the big cities on the coast that we can't play on that sandbox you know we'll you'll chase yields into the secondary and tertiary markets because, again, the big guys aren't playing there. You get a little spread on your cap rate, so you think you get a little better value. Your management firm, you're a little more sophisticated than the local guys, so so that management sophistication gives you a little bit of an edge. And so I like the secondary and tertiary Markets. I like the value idea. It's a, it's a, we used to call them the sadder but wiser girl after you know your friend Professor Harold Hill from the Music Man. Right? <laughs> I hope and I pray for Hester to get just one more A. But um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be said for that. The club, uh, we did a we did a great deal in Columbus four or five years ago. We bought uh, a portfolio of a half a dozen properties and and just knocked it out of the park. Um, um,
0: people that have a little extra money, maybe they've worked at a big company for twenty years and. Save some money up, you know, didn't do the entrepreneurial thing, kind of have that, that urge to, to buy property. I've seen more and more of this. As you mentioned, the market is getting saturated at all levels. Somebody says, Hey, I'm going to buy a house, an old house and fix it up. And then, Hey, I'm going to have a second one. And then, Hey, I get a third one. And then, Hey, maybe I buy a, a duplex or maybe I buy a fourplex and then I have a contractor fix it up. And da, 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 da. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm meeting more of these people, um, uh, just in a general conversations where, you know, you, well, I bought my house from a guy. He has a couple places that he's bought over the years and fixes them. I fixed the house I bought. And so this seems to be happening more and more. And is it, is there a way to actually make a profit, you know, after 20 years, 30 years? And how many units do you really have to have before you're a, a profitable person? I've seen all the Excel spreadsheets. I'm talking to the chief investment officer here now. So I know it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just, you know, you mentioned you have a few rental properties on the side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously do it. So. Yeah, and I'm,
1: and I, I would tell you that I'm not that smart. I think that you know, there's there's two things you can't fix in the real, real estate business. That's location and overpaying. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else you can fix, um, and everything is expensive today. So picking your spots. So, exa- for example, if you're buying something expensive, so I personally, I like to buy something that nobody likes that's cheap, mm-hmm. and so most of the stuff I own uh, this time around, I bought in 08 and oh nine and oh ten.
0: Okay, so right after the crash, which yeah. uh, which is when I was walking in homes back then thinking to myself, man. Now I look back and I'm yeah. like, two hundred grand for that house, what a what an amazing deal that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> that was selling great. for like seven hundred thousand. You know what I mean? It's yeah. insanity. It is insanity. And today though, if you're if
1: you're gonna buy if you're gonna pay today's prices for a house, fix it up and then sell it, you're betting a little bit on the market. You're saying that the market is gonna keep going.
0: But here's the thing, Pete, mm-hmm. you still gotta buy another house, right? So you, if you fix a house up, yeah, it's, it's, you get a decent house, then you fix it up. You still have to, you know, buy the next one, and I, I have a hard time believing you're going to want to downgrade. And the, <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's it. I mean, if, certainly if it's your primary residence, yes. And and you know, today, and and you know, interestingly enough, today in this overheated market, today a lot of what we're doing is rationalizing our por- portfolio. In other words, we're saying here are less performing assets in our portfolio. And what we're doing is we're taking those to market. We're selling those and we're doing a tax deferred exchange into an asset that is better performing, uh, perhaps newer. So, um, um, and, and, and what's going that is, that we know we're overpaying, but we're getting a little premium on the sell side. So it kind of makes sense. So this mm-hmm. is a good time to <coughs> rationalize your portfolio mm-hmm. if you can buy and then sell. Um, I think everything's expensive today, but but again, I ain't that smart. And, and so I would be very selective today, but it's hard to make money. Uh, you know, I don't have a TV and have not for a long time, but I have seen these TV shows where the, the guy's smiling, Hey, I bought the thing for X and sold it for Y and all that stuff. And Hey, rock and roll. And, and you know what? I'm sure they do that, but I'm not that smart. And I think that that's hard to do because it's a lot of work in my experience. Doing those kinds of things, if you don't do the proponents of the work yourself, mm-hmm. it's hard to make That was money. my next question, yeah. property manager. And then you have to do it yourself. You just, the margins are too thin.
0: Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are, well, in certain markets, right? So let's say you bought a place in D.C. a few years ago, or in 08, 09, to, sure. you know, for a couple hundred grand. Now it's worth a million dollars. You're just... You good. just rent it out. <laughs> I mean, oh sure, and you that know, works, and, you you know, know.
1: and that's the market working for you. And again, I don't have that kind of vision. But you, but, I, but a lot done. of
0: people don't want to do fix fix the plumbing, fix the AC. Don't want to deal with getting contractors. Some people I know that do this. They do all the fixing themselves, and, and, and I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they manage that.
1: It becomes your 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 uh, you know it's your it's your hobby. I mean, at that point, I mean, you know, it's the old saw about what's
0: what's the typical property manager's percentage? To, you know, uh, well for you. No, yeah. <laughs> but no, but what is kind of the market standard? I mean, cause you have like agents, right? And so in, in the, in the, in the sports world, they get like one big deal. They get 10% of the deal. Sure. they're, they're, it, they're multimillionaires. And but, it depends, I mean, you know,
1: fee management on, from our perspective, we're managing a two, three hundred unit deal. I mm-hmm. mean, it might
0: be three or four okay. percent.
1: Um, there you go. But if you're, if you're, um, if you're managing three or four houses, it could be as much as eight or ten percent mm-hmm. because there's just not that money. I mean, if you got a if you got a house and you're getting twelve hundred bucks, let's say for rent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, ten percent is a hundred bucks. That's a hundred bucks a month. I mean, what kind of what kind of business is that? I'm gonna run that deal for you for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get one call and you're you're out of schlitz.
0: It's not good. Yeah,
1: you're betting that you ain't, you ain't gonna get no. Calls. This
0: is why the margins are so. Narrow. The margins are slim,
1: I'm, and I'm not dissuading you from. I'm just from saying going into business. I'm just
0: saying it's kind of become oversaturated, like you think. I mean, every yeah. industry, like you said, whether it's uh, a clothing industry, a you know services industry, it seems to me if if it, if it's doing well for someone, someone's going to try to do it.
1: Absolutely, capital will flow to the markets that are inefficient. Then you know that's uh, if if I'd have graduated from college, they probably would have talked about.
0: It. <laughs> Let me just say that you have an MBA from Rockhurst. <laughs> So that's pretty awesome. Right. You got the MBA. Yeah, didn't get the college degree, but got the MBA. That's yeah, one out of two. That's smart. Right. That's smart. You skipped right. the you skipped the other skip part. The hard one. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Engelman is with us, Chief Investment Officer at KC Venture Group. Uh, we talked about Kansas City. Um, do you still look for deals here? Oh sure. Okay. I mean, it's a
1: it's it's. I was going to say it's a sickness, but it's it's just um, we do look for deals in the company here. But, but what we find out is when everything is expensive, uh, you know, we, we'll want to buy something in the most liquid market possible. Um, you know, look at, uh, how long will we be getting two and a half bucks a foot at two light, mm-hmm. for example? Hey, maybe a long time. And I hope that's right. Um, but at some point that's going to change. And, and, and if, and if you're in a, if you're in a bigger market, there's, there's, there's more liquidity in the marketplace. Lots of buyers, lots of sellers, a lot of new people coming into thing, Even though they build, you know, they might deliver. I think eighteen, twenty thousand units in Houston this year.
0: Hmm. We're at about four, four or five this year in Kansas City. Yeah, say say forty three hundred, and mm-hmm. um, but that's low. I mean, because
1: you know, it's it it can be twenty four, twenty six, twenty eight thousand, and so that's that's a sign of uh, of of good times to come. Once you once you identify a site, you know, you're not going to deliver apartments for two or three years. So you're 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 crystal balling um mm-hmm. you're crystal balling the market. So when I deliver this unit what's the market going to be like in 2 or 3 years? But we'll see. Um um so that's been our that's been our uh, the way we've dealt with that.
0: What is the uh cost for square foot in Houston these days as far as rent? Yeah. Well, yeah. You mentioned two and a half, two dollars, two and a half in Kansas City. For two and, two and a half
1: in Kansas City. And, 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 you know, the, and so that's the best place in town. So that's the high water mark yeah, yeah. in town. was
0: well, the high water
1: mark in Houston? We got about you 20 know, seconds I'm left. I'm not, I, I, I don't know the high water mark, but I've seen them at the upper threes and the fours, but you're talking about ultra luxury, you know, in the, in River Oaks or something like right that. Right in the, right in the heart. Yeah. I mean, that's some sexy stuff.
0: <laughs> Pete Engelman is with us, chief investment officer, kcventuregroup.com. We'll be right back after the break with more information. Back to the Grill Nation show here at 980 a.m. and on iTunes. I appreciate you joining us today. However, you're listening, we've had a great show so far with Pete Engelman, who's the Chief Investment Officer at KC Venture Group. Check him out at kcventuregroup.com. I was introduced to them uh, through a mutual entrepreneurial friend and uh, exciting to talk to them about kind of some of the things they do with opportunity investments and real estate here in Kansas City and throughout the country. Pete, you mentioned a lot of your investments are in Texas. Um, what do you attribute the growth of Texas to? Is it is it all because they have no income tax? Is it all because of the weather? What is it because? I yeah, mean, I don't know. About why do people want to live in Texas so bad? I mean, you it's hot. I mean? It's heck. It's hot as hell right now. I mean, it's over yeah, hundred. If it's hundred year, it's got to be hundred and ten down there.
1: I mean, when I fly to Houston, I have a rash before we land. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I, I frankly don't know how people can live down there. I mean, yeah. uh, but it's. They've done very well with a very pro business stance, I think, and have attracted a lot of businesses. And again, you know, the apartment business is pretty much, you know, people live where they work, kind of. Mm-hmm. You can take an you know, apartment complex and draw a three mile circle, and, you know, a lot of the people that live there probably work in that That's circle. because
0: talent. Millennials want to live close to where they work. Yeah. And it's a talent arms race, too, not just an amenities arms race. So when I think Kansas is next, I've always thought this class a office building it downtown and then without having to have a tenant sometimes and just bringing them in because we need big corporations to relocate downtown. In my opinion, to to continue to get great talent, we need entrepreneurs to grow their businesses in the city because millennials and the talent, the tech talent, whatever talent want to live close to where they work.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. I mean, the, you know, the, the, businesses and jobs you know that's the that's the that's the driver and you know it's a driver for our business i mean the, the the idea that you know people are not buying homes as much i mean that's part of it but really jobs is the thing
0: what the heck's happening on california uh the rents everyone's I, I how do these people afford this this world out there and I everyone's know. moving a lot of people are moving to the texas is the utah's the arizona's for denver,
1: denver a lot of people go to denver, denver and and
0: I don't know. It just I mean, I'm, I saw something today that it was a 900-square-foot condo was $2.6 I mean, I don't,
1: I, don't
0: get I don't get that. I mean, you know, you'd think something's
1: got to give there. Um, but, hey, they've had a pretty good run there, too. It's just too.
0: beaches, mountains, pretty women. I think it's the… Models. I mean, I think good that's, opportunity. That's part of it. It doesn't snow.
1: I think that the ocean is a heck of an amenity, too. Um, um, but I really don't have a sense of… But I
0: always wonder when that was going to burst. What's that? The California housing crisis. I mean, it's just, you go to Silicon Valley and, you know, a, a house you could buy here in Brookside, you know, 300 grand or whatever, let's say, is like $2 million in Palo Alto.
1: I know, you know, and, and, and good for them. And, and, and you know what? It's, and it, and it, and it, I don't think it really bursts because it's never going to get as cheap as it, is it? as as it has in the past, you know, for example, the early nineties during that, the the aforementioned SNL crisis. I mean, you could stand on a corner in Houston and see a thousand units boarded up. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you, you know what, that's probably not going to happen again, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the apartment business, I think there is so much money chasing deals that it will never get that bad. Um, and we've seen a kind of a sea change in the, in the past several months, as these institutions have come into the game, they're almost buying less on operational fundamentals as they are just buying deals. And so when you have people buying things just because they've got the money and they got to get the money out, reg- sometimes regardless of the operational fundamentals, that's when you think, hey, it's hard, to, it's hard for me to compete, one, two is that the sign that we're later in the game than we thought? Because that changes the game because if the deals don't work and you're still buying them, you know, how does that end? i not, not very well, but that being said, we still, we'll, we still see a lot of opportunities in the marketplace. The good news about our firm is we don't have to get money out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we can be selective. We can wait for our pitch and so we spend a lot of time mining the opportunities, looking at deal after deal. You know, we'll look at 100 deals and maybe make an offer on 2 or 3 of them with the hopes of maybe finding one. And usually Interesting. That, and usually that number's higher.
0: And the capital obviously is important.
1: Capital's important. I mean, it's, you know, to this stage it's been primarily our own dough. Mm-hmm. And and so That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and so we've had a pretty good run, but that uh you know, you run out of dough pretty fast when you're doing that and um, whether you're doing it for yourself or, or you just keep others.
0: reinvesting it though,
1: you keep reinvesting. So, you know, the, one of the great things about real estate is the, the ability to, to, to defer your gain through a starker exchange. And so we certainly had, you know, all real estate investors are very cognizant of that. And so if you're selling something, you always buy something and you roll the roll the gain in and, and continue to defer that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then to, to get rid of the gain, of course you die and, 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 and but, which is <laughs> seems dramatic, but at some point you oh gotta pay. Oh man. <laughs> at, <laughs> at some point, point at some
0: point this is all gonna end, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it,
1: it'll be over soon enough. So you <laughs> might, <laughs> might, as well, might as well, enjoy it, Jason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pete Engelman is with us, Chief Investment Officer at KC Venture Group. We have a handful of minutes left here. Pete, uh, we talk about amenities at apartments, kind of how the game has changed. Uh, it used to be that if you had a pool, and uh, maybe a small little gym you were competitive uh now it's it's a whole nother level huh isn't it absolutely and you know
1: ultimately you're selling a box and you know you're selling you know other than the kitchen and the bath it's just carpet and paint so you know that's where the that's where the difference makers is it's the it's the kitchen and the bath and then after that it's the amenities and and who can have the sexiest pool who can have the biggest workout deal you know we're bringing uh, a lot of communities have workout um Trainers that come in, they do yoga classes, pets. all this stuff. Pets, dog, and dog parks. Pets, dog parks are huge. Everyone, as we discussed, everyone's got a, a pet today, so they're accommodating that. The dog wash station, the car wash station, and and then they're just now they're making stuff up, and 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 so
0: <laughs> golf simulators, seeing some of the golf simulators see, are seeing, huge. Seeing the yeah. seeing the, the the yard
1: games. A lot of that and, and, the, and the fitness deals and, the, and, the, and the, the oversized games like the big, you know, the, the huge Jenga or whatever, yeah, the, yeah, those yeah. kinds of things. And then the outside exercise facilities like a Muscle Beach affair, you know, we've yeah. done some of that. And so it totally is. You're just trying to give people a reason to, to select you. And, and, and other than the box and the location, I mean, that can be the difference maker. So, sure
0: sounds like it. Yeah. Um, someone like me, you know, I lived in a place that never used any of the amenities. It's all about location.
1: And we don't care about that as long as you leased there and thought you were.
0: <laughs> you might go to the pool once or twice. Don't care. Three or you, years. Or you
1: might just look out the window.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was for me. It was about the view and the yeah. pro- location and proximity yeah. of, of everything. I mean, just being in the middle of the city, you know, especially in a city like Kansas City, you know, you've got to go to the North Lane. You got to go to the plaza. You got to go south. You got to go mm-hmm. west, east, whatever. You, being centrally located does help with your travel time, especially in a city where there's not as much traffic
1: absolutely I'm, i live in west plaza myself and I, I think it's a great spot i mean kansas city is a great city and you can get anywhere in 20 minutes i mean you know the music scene is great the theater scene is great mm-hmm. uh, the art scene is great i mean you know they've just got it going on i anyway. hope
0: there is more investment i really do uh we didn't get into it on the show but you know the incentive stuff is changing too because a lot of these developments are now not taking any incentives um there's all kinds of new rules, and it's just the whole industry is evolving, and we'll see where it goes. But I hope that Kansas City continues to uh, invest in its urban core and invest in growing uh, and not having the suburban sprawl that we had in the 70s.
1: Absolutely, and you know what? If they're getting deals done without incentives, I mean, that's a testament to the strength of the market right there. So, mm-hmm. you know, so far so good
0: in Kansas City, I'd say. I love it. Pete Engelman has been our guest here on, on uh, Grill Nation here with Jason Grill. He's at the KC Venture Group and you can check it out at kcventuregroup.com. You know, Pete, I really enjoyed talking to you about in in real estate investments, the market, states, different states, different opportunities. Um, love to, love to keep you connected and, uh, congrats on all you do, man. Pretty pretty rare that you're with the company for thirty years. Yeah, 30, in this day and age,
1: thirty-three years in September. Thank you very much. Amazing and, and man! Thanks for having me. On. It's you've, you've seen a fun. lot
0: of move, a lot of movement, and it's pretty exciting. Absolutely, great. Been a fun ride. Great to have you on the show this week. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. You've been listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care and have a good one. Cheers.